Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, Sally Ann here. I'm back with you today to explore mindful eating. This is something that I am very passionate about and it's what the Eating For You approach is based on. So I thought it was important that we start our journey together with an explanation of why this practice is so valuable. Mindful eating is a compassionate observation of your eating habits. I mention compassionate because it's a non-judgmental way of getting in touch with your way of eating. Mindful eating is being aware of what, why and how you eat. It is the opposite of eating on autopilot. I'm often asked if it is possible to become a mindful eater. And my answer is always the same. Yes, it is something that we can all learn. In the eating for you approach, there are three stages to eating mindfully. Often the practice of mindful eating just focuses on the experience of eating itself. And so many ladies say to me, please don't ask me to study another raisin. While this part of the practice has its merits, there is much more to the practice of mindful eating than studying raisins. In the eating for you approach, the practice starts before the first mouthful and ends a while after we have finished eating. Let's take a look at the first stage before we eat. Do you ever pause to consider why you are eating? Many of the reasons that we eat are not to do with physical hunger. As Mary, one of the ladies in our membership program, loves to share, I love food. I know in the past I ate only for pleasure, but now I can walk into my favourite cafe and not even look at the cakes unless I'm hungry. And if I'm really hungry, I might actually choose a proper meal and not cake. So we eat for many reasons, pleasure, stress, boredom, convenience, or the clock says so, or to soothe emotions. If you know or suspect that you eat for non-hunger reasons, then you might like to download our Emotional Eating Triggers checklist. The link is included with this episode's notes. Stage two of the mindful eating practice is during eating, so you can experience your food. This is the time to savour your food, the appearance, colours, aromas, tastes and textures. The ladies who join me in a mindful eating course or program often say to me, sally when I eat mindfully, I enjoy the experience and I actually eat less. When we eat mindfully, we usually eat at a slower pace and this gives our natural hunger satiety mechanism time to work. In other words, we notice when we are full sooner. One of the interesting things about eating without distraction, you also find out why you like different foods. I was quite surprised to find out that when I used to run mindful eating workshops, that the most common physical quality ladies loved about their food was not the taste or aroma, but the texture. The final stage of the mindful eating practice kicks in after you have finished your food. This stage is really about assessing how well or not your food choice nourished you. Cues to look out for after eating include mental focus, general energy level 
and those related to your digestive system, whether that be your level of fullness, whether there's any bloating, pain or excessive gas. By monitoring the after eating effects, you will soon learn which foods nourish you. By nourish, I mean you learn which foods make you feel well fed, provide mental clarity and vitality. The foods that sustain energy for your mind and body. These three stages of mindful eating are covered in our Foundations Mindful Eating program as they are all equally important to having a healthier way of eating that lasts. So what does the research tell us about this practice and how it works? I recently read a literature review on the role of mindfulness, mindful eating and intuitive eating in changing eating behaviours. It was a peer-reviewed paper published in Nutrition Reviews which means that the research was reviewed by independent researchers. And this is a positive thing because it reduces bias. It collated and analysed the results of 68 research papers from different universities and research groups around the world. The review paper included results from both intervention and observation studies. Would you like to know the difference between intervention and observation studies? So let me explain. An intervention study tests a particular treatment or approach, such as a mindful eating program. An observation study, on the other hand, tracks people's health in their usual day-to-day -day life. The researchers coded the different papers on whether they had positive, neutral, mixed or negative results on eating behaviours. Let's take a look at the results from the intervention studies first. The intervention studies ranged in length from six weeks to four months. Study length is always a constraint in research and it's usually due to funding. The types of interventions included mindfulness, mindful eating, intuitive eating, acceptance-based programs and cognitive-based behavioural therapies. Some interventions included a combination of these different approaches. Mindfulness and mindful eating had the biggest impact on reducing binge eating, emotional eating and non-hunger eating. These approaches also had a positive impact on changing food choices and produced mixed results on reducing body weight, which I'll come back to. One study recorded blood sugar levels in people with diabetes and showed a lowering of blood sugar levels during the mindfulness-based program. Mixed results were received for mindful eating and risk markers for heart disease. Bearing in mind, only two of the 52 intervention papers reported on heart disease. And to make decisions about the effectiveness of different types of interventions or therapies, several studies are required. Now I'll share the results of the observation studies. Intuitive eating was associated with a lower BMI in four studies. High levels of mindfulness decreased emotional eating and binge eating and reduced the eating of energy-dense foods such as chips, cakes, chocolate and ice cream. Overriding feelings of fullness was related to more effort being required to maintain or reduce weight. Higher levels of mindfulness in people who have had bariatric surgery to help with weight loss were also positively associated with more control over eating behaviour. All of these results point to having more control over non-hunger eating. Eating less food leads to improved health and a healthier weight. So how does mindful eating 
actually work. The researchers suggested three potential mechanisms. The first one, increased awareness of and increased responsiveness to internal physical cues. Mindful eating has been shown to slow down the consumption of food. Slowing down the pace at which we eat allows for the feelings of satiety and fullness to register, supporting greater control over eating. By eating more slowly, satiety is recognised earlier and less food is consumed. The use of magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, has suggested that mindfulness works by increased awareness of the internal state of hunger, satiety and fullness. Secondly, increased awareness of and reduced responsiveness to internal emotional cues is a possible mechanism. The practice of mindfulness trains our brain to notice distressing thoughts, emotions and sensations. By observing these states, our tolerance grows and the habit to eat in response to our discomfort reduces. Mindfulness also reduces the misinterpretation of emotions such as physical hunger, leading to less non-hunger eating. As mentioned earlier, you might like to download and take a look at our Emotional Eating Triggers Checklist. That will help you decide whether you're eating for hunger or non-hunger reasons. MRI studies here have shown that the practice of mindfulness leads to a quietening of the emotional parts of the brain. The third potential mechanism is the increased awareness of and reduced responsiveness to external cues. Overeating can be a result of environmental triggers such as the size of packaging or portions of food. The practice of mindfulness breaks that automatic behaviour of just eating everything in the packet or on your plate. Also, the recognition through mindfulness that the attractiveness of food is based on passing thoughts and beliefs rather than the real experience. This reduces the likelihood of purchasing and eating these foods. It also allows us to redirect our attention to and focus on our eating for health goals and the benefits that we will enjoy by achieving these. MRI results for a group of adults who completed an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course compared to a control group who received no training showed that the intervention group had a higher connection to their visual and auditory areas of the brain, indicating an improved ability to focus. So what does this all mean for day-to-day life. The researchers suggest that whilst the results from the review provide some explanation as to why mindful eating works, more research is warranted. They also stated that whilst the weight reduction results are mixed, meaning some studies showed weight loss and others didn't, they strongly recommended that mindful eating be part of healthy weight programs. And it's important to note that none of the interventions led to weight gain. As in many areas of research, longer studies are required to monitor results over time. This has been a consideration for me developing the Eating For You programs, as I'm aware that changing habits take time. And this is why our membership program is in place to support ladies to achieve lasting results. Like the research studies, our programs focus on changing thoughts, beliefs and mindsets around food to support long-term changes 
to eating habits. Ladies who have completed the Eating For You programs more than 12 months ago still report that they are able to continue with the mindful eating practice and the weight just naturally comes off. It's important to realize the Eating For You programs are focused on changing eating habits, not on weight lost. Ladies participating in our programs consistently report less guilt around food choices, which increases their enjoyment and satisfaction of eating. Less overeating as they're tuning into and listening to natural hunger and satiety signals. They have less cravings and experience less emotional eating as there are no longer any forbidden foods and they put other strategies in place to manage their emotions and stress. These benefits motivate them to keep up the practice and make it a sustainable way of eating. So my experience of mindful eating and that of the ladies that I work with shows that mindful eating allows you to tune into your mind and body so your food choices take you closer to your health goals of feeling happier and healthier in your body. Wishing you a mindful day ahead and I look forward to sharing more with you in future episodes. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If you know or suspect that you eat for non-hunger reasons, then download our Emotional Eating Triggers Checklist. The link is included with this episode's notes.